0: Hockey players have a reputation for being tough. It's the kind of thing that the sport takes immense pride in, and injuries, not just bumps and bruises, but broken bones and ACL tears, are worn like a badge of honor. For players and fans, that willingness to put your body on the line for a greater goal is often fetishized and extolled as a virtue, just one of the many sacrifices professional athletes make. That's what we're going to explore in the second part of our series, Inside the Stanley Cup Final. In our first part, we explored the logistical challenges of putting together such a huge event and talked to people working behind the scenes to make it happen. This week, our focus comes back to the guys on the ice as we look into the physical toll a long playoff run can have on a player's body. Hockey has some legendary stories of athletes playing through serious injuries. To give you just one example, in 2013, the Boston Bruins' Gregory Campbell finished a shift after breaking his leg versus the Pittsburgh Penguins in Game 3 of the NHL's Eastern Conference Final. As we head into game five, the Vegas Golden Knights and Washington Capitals have played about 100 games of hockey this season, and by now, players are banged up and bruised and possibly playing through injuries. But as is athletic tradition, they have a history of being coy about the impact that the playoffs have on their physical selves. Here's Vegas' Cody Eakin. comes down here to play, right? Everyone's going to be sore this time of year. This guy's playing through injuries, but um, if you can still get, up, get out, and you can still skate and be effective, then um, you know, that's what we're going to do as players. And defenseman Colin Miller. I don't think, you know, anybody's feeling 100% right now. Obviously, when you play so many games throughout a series or throughout a year, that's going to happen, but uh, they're feeling the same thing, right? So uh, just go out there and play. It should be noted that Miller reportedly broke his nose in Game 4 after a collision with the Capitals forward TJ Oshie. But again, that's all part of the game and what players consider the price of winning, according to Alex Tuck. Uh, I mean, I think that's just the mentality hockey players have. Um, you might get bruised up, you might break a small bone in your body, you're going to keep pushing through and, um, it's all for the Stanley Cup, so we we know what's at stake. And uh, I mean, you dream about this. You play uh, for this opportunity, and this, um, the moments you have right now, your entire life. So, uh, I mean, it's it's the biggest stage in the world right now. The Capitals' Lars Eller has a unique take on the final, and he said that physically, the series is actually a bit easier for him. When you win, you you get more energy, and when when you know when you're up, you feel more energized. Uh, so that's that's not a worry. But you know, I'd always argue I've, I feel almost better in the playoffs uh, than I do in the regular season because at least you always get a day off in between the games, and sometimes you get two. Now this the travel wears a bit more on you in, in this series, but I'd argue in the other series it's almost been uh, it's almost been a little easier on the body. It's not just physical play either that takes its toll. Nate Schmidt is a defenseman for Vegas, and he pointed out that while physical strain is always there, you gotta rest your brain a bit too. <laughs> Guys are feeling pretty good. I, you know, it's your standard, uh, you know, things that are happening this time of year, and everyone's dealing with something. Uh, I'm not feeling 100, percent but uh, hey, none of us. Uh, you don't, you can't really train for this time of the year. It's just something that you just kind of gotta run on adrenaline and run on. Know your your mind or your body is kind of taking over for your head, and uh, I truly believe that it's great for our group to to not physically, it's mentally, be able to mentally step back from hockey for a day. Yesterday was a great day for us. You, You can step back from the game. And have a full travel day and just kind of be around the guys and head out to dinner and not worry about anything else besides, you know, having a full belly when you get back to the hotel, you know. And, and uh, who's going to win at cards at night or who's going to, you know, win in you know video games, whatever it may be. And you can just think about those things and not worry about hockey. I guess like the mental, the mental part is more important to, to take a rest than the physical part. Even though hockey is moving away from the kind of old school fighting it's been known for, part of the attraction for some fans are the huge hits that players stole out. But of course, as with all things on the ice, there are rules to hitting as well. Hockey is full of codes and traditions, and yes, that applies to hits. In this Stanley Cup final, there have been a few physical plays that have really stood out, like this very controversial hit from Capitals forward Tom Wilson on the Golden Knights' Jonathan Marchessault. Getting slowly to one knee is Marchessault. Oh, that was Tom Wilson. That was coming all the way back. He saw Jonathan Marceau, he did not have to puck, and Tom Wilson just absolutely drilled him. There's Wilson, the puck is in the offensive zone, clearly a penalty, clearly interference. In that play, Marceau got rocked pretty hard, but seemed relatively unscathed. Still, late hits, especially ones that rattle players this badly, and by a player like Wilson who already has a reputation, they're considered poor form. Wilson was only assessed a minor penalty and didn't face further discipline because he avoided targeting the head. Other hits are what fans and insiders like to call hockey plays. That means that a hit or a play may look especially brutal to an outsider, but in the world of hockey it's a play that's well within the rulebook. Like this hit on the Capitals' Yevgeny Kuznetsov netsoff did not finish out the game after that hitch, which is a rarity. But he was back for the next game. The Capitals weren't specific about his injury. His take was that it was just a hockey play. It's just like, you know, it's, it's hockey play. And uh, we hit their guys, they hit our guys, so it's, it's just a hockey play, and uh, I, I, I'm never going to judge the referees or the, some, some players, how they, how they play. It's, it's not on mine, you know. And, uh, but I don't think that's dirty, right? It's, it's hockey. Again, that wasn't a dirty hit. That was just a hockey play. And here's another one. In Game 3, the Golden Knights' James Neal laid out his former teammate Brooks Orpik with a reverse check. That hit left the 6-3 defenseman stunned and out of breath on the ice. Sometimes a hit that causes more damage is actually pretty legal within the sport, as crazy as that sounds. No, I, I just got the wind knocked out of me. It's not a very good feeling when you can't breathe. Um, but that, that subsides pretty quickly. I, I think it was more... I was probably more disappointed in myself. I played with Nealer for three or four years in in Pittsburgh, so I know he likes to do that. And, um, he tried doing it to me in Vegas, and I think I got the better of him on that one. And um, yeah, was, there was nothing wrong with the hit. I, I was, I obviously took the worst of it, and should have known better. Of course, bodies aren't the only thing flying around on the ice, and injuries don't just happen during gameplay. Before Game 4 in D.C., Capitals winger Devontae Smith-Pelly took an errant slapshot to the face during morning practice, but Smith-Pelly walked off the ice, got some stitches, and came back to finish practice. That's considered hockey tough, and a thing that players really pride themselves on, so much so that it's almost a running joke. Guys have lost teeth on the ice, gotten stitches, and come back to finish the game. Afterward, Smith-Pelly spoke with reporters, and while he was speaking, his stitches reopened and blood dripped onto his forearm. In the complicated code of hockey players, there's a direct correlation between how much you sacrifice your body and your desire to win. Take Alex Ovechkin, for example. At the end of Game 4, the capital superstar leads the playoffs in scoring with 14 goals in the postseason. He also has 79 hits and 13 blocked shots for such a skilled player who doesn't need to be physical to impact the game. That's a huge deal. Why does he do it? It's all for his team. You know, if you block the shot, uh, you get a hit or uh... Uh, you're gonna make a hit. It's uh, just to give energy to your uh, teammates and you can see like today, for example Orpil like, get a big hit, but uh, he stand up and you know um, Play like play the game normally, you know, and you can see it's uh, just a huge effort by everybody and I think uh, The Vegas team, uh, team do the same, you know, they block any shots. They play hard, but you know um, It's a Stanley Cup final. What do you want to do? Like, you know, it's uh, It's all in for everybody So yeah, all this hockey has a brutal effect on the body. We tend to mythologize the toughness of hockey players, and that can sometimes backfire, causing guys to stay in games when it's not in their best interest, or elevating physical toughness to such a degree that they're reluctant to even mention their injuries to trainers. And this is a tough line to toe, because sports is all about maximizing your physical ability, but we should also be mindful of the cost. Former Chicago Blackhawks player Dan Carcillo was a part of two Stanley Cup championship teams in 2013 and 2015. Now retired, Carcillo does a lot of advocacy work and established the Chapter Five Foundation, which helps players who are struggling with post-concussion syndrome, anxiety, and depression. As Carcillo points out, the physical cost of winning a cup can be very high. Hockey, it's a grind. It's just you're playing every other day. You're traveling. I went to uh, advanced physicians, they're called, and they basically had an MRI and X-ray on every single part of my body. And uh, if you want to learn about what a nine-year NHL career will do to you, I have two horizontal tears in both of my ankles. I have arthritis in both of my knees. I have no PCL in my right knee. I've had my right MCL blown out five times. I've had PRP done on it three times. On my left knee, I've had an ACL surgery. I've had six concussions that went undiagnosed and untreated in the nhl um and that is i have arthritis in both my hands my knuckles that's just a little snippet into if you <laughs> if you want to play professional hockey for nine years is the state of your body when you're done still players are going to do what it takes to win and that means immense sacrifice on their bodies as well the stanley cup trophy is one of the greatest trophies in sports but it does come at a really high cost sometimes. So not every player is going to have a story like Carcillo, but the playoffs absolutely take their toll. Thanks for listening to Inside the Stanley Cup Final. I'm Hemel Javeri and we'll be back with part three of our series later in the week.